Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to And That's What You Really Missed podcast. I'm Jenna. And I'm Kevin still. Tell me about today. Well, when you and I first talked about this, we talked about the different doing the podcast, what kind of guests we could have on the show, right? And we wanted to make sure we got the people from all the different sides of this that were involved in it. And one of the first things we thought of was Mark Malkin. Mark Malkin. Who is entertainment journalist extraordinaire. And at the time he was working for E, he now works for Variety. And has always been there for us on the carpet and off the carpet and is um, one of just the sweetest, sweetest people you could ever meet and has always been so encouraging. And it's been incredible to watch his career also just skyrocket and take off. And he was one of those people on like the very, very first red carpets we ever done. Like he's, he was our guy. He was a familiar face on the red carpets too when we would go and see him. And obviously we talk about all of this, so we're just gonna let you listen. But he really was, um, it was very comforting to see him there at these events that can feel so kind of, um, you kind of like go on autopilot a little bit. And it was yes. nice to see like a friend. And yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation. Enjoy Mark Malkin. Mark Malkin, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh. I'm getting emotional. It is so good to see and hear you. <gasps> Are you? I, you know, I like little hair on my arms standing up and 
preparing for this? Like I was, you know, doing Google searches, Mark Malkin, Glee, E online, <laughs> and the yes. stories that were coming up that I forgot about. I mean, I once asked Elton John if he wanted to be on Glee. Yeah, really? Yes, he said he wanted to, but no one asked him to. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we dropped the ball but on I, that one. I, we I certainly remember, did. I, I'm trying to remember where on earth was I sitting down with Elton John? It was a weird time, Mark. It was a weird time for all of us. <laughs> Do you know how many stories were? Blah, 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 would love to be on Glee. Blah, 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 would love to be on Glee. If anyone could wow. sing, I ask them. Anyway, sorry. I totally interrupted no. your introduction. No. So when no. we thought about coming back to do this podcast, a really important thing for us was to be able to talk to people, yes, that worked on the show every single day, but also the people who we saw the most outside of that <laughs> set, which <laughs> the first person we talked about, Jenna and I, was you. Because yes. almost at every red carpet, especially the beginning, the person that would be there and would be so nice to us because none of us knew what the hell we were doing mm -hmm. and who would have thoughtful, insightful questions that weren't just the run of the mill. No offense to anybody else. But and you have always been like that. And so nice about yes. it all. <laughs> and I have to say, like, looking back as a very closeted gay guy back then seeing you on the red carpet like would make me so excited because i felt like like i'm safe with him i can like oh, i just want to like hang out cry. with him and talk to him and <laughs> so I'm, I'm not making this up when you were one of the very first names that we talked about like who we have to interview to have on the show oh, yeah. so thank you for, for sure. being here i'm so i'm this is wow you're getting do people come down here and get emotional like what is with your barbara walter stuff Definitely. <laughs> definitely. No, this is definitely a bit of therapy. There's laughter, there's crying, <laughs> there's everything. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you want to know? <laughs> well, I want to know, I want to know it all, but I want to know when you first, uh, do you remember when you first saw the pilot of the show? Yes. I still have the DVD of the pilot, which I think I sent to Kevin because I think I found it on my, I posted it once on my Instagram. I literally yes. still have that DVD. Wow. Not, that I have a DVD. not that I have a DVD player, but I have the DVD. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and I remember Chris Alexander, who is the publicist. Yep. Maybe he called me or sent me an email. Was there email back then? I don't know. Um, <laughs> an yes, with the dinosaur. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I sat in my office. I was at E! News at the time, E! Online. And I sat in my office and I bawled hmm. watching it. I was by myself and I cried. I literally cried. I kept watching Don't Stop Believing over. <laughs> and oh, even now, before I got on with you guys, I listened to it again, just hearing those first notes. Oh. Mm -hmm. And... I remember going to everyone at E going, this is this show is going to be huge. You know, mm -hmm. and the, the, you know, as a journalist, it's like, it's going to be huge just because I'm a gay guy and I love musical theater and I'm <laughs> such a queen. But I was like, no, this was, you know, it was the life that I wanted to live when I was in high school. Um, mm -hmm. and it was you know, it, it's the cliche. We had never seen 
anything, anything like it. There was all these, um, you know, new actors, obviously, you know, there were some that had some, you know, background that kind of knew, uh, you know what? No, I didn't know anybody. Why am I yeah. pretending I knew who anybody was? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, and I was like, we've got to get on it. We've mm. got to get on the show. And like, you know, Kevin said earlier, then it was like, I was going to set visits before you guys even premiered. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. When I think like, I was like, especially when Leah got, um, funny girl, I was like, I was on set when she sang, don't random. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was some theater, I think in the Valley, maybe Glendale, Burbank. Um, um yeah. Well, we had we had the theater in Long Beach, but no, you're right. It was Glendale, um, yeah, the Alex was it the theater. theater. Yes, yeah. That's I'm right. sitting on the steps, and I remember doing an interview with the two of you. I probably have. <laughs> I mean, if I went through my storage, I have the oh files. Um, Corey Crazy. and everyone. So when you would normally get sent DVDs of new shows coming out and things like this. Was this, I mean, I'm sure you got sent things all the time by networks, yeah. network publicists doing their job. Here's the new thing we're premiering. Like, right. what is given to you? Are you instructed like this? We're really behind this. Do they believe in every everything you get sent? They're like, this is our new hottest thing, blah, 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 blah. And you do with it what you want? And Or was this like another thing that came across your desk and you just happened to love it? No. And then from there, you took into your own no. arms and then I'm going to do what I want. The buzz for Glee was starting way before we saw anything. You know, Fox was on it. They mm -hmm. knew this was something special. So we were being told about the show. I can't, I don't remember the first time I was told about the show. Um, mm -hmm. But there was definitely like, couldn't wait to the pilot. Couldn't wait until they could show me the pilot. Right. So the pilot, because then there would be like these secret screenings, like mm -hmm. certain episodes and I would go to Fox and it would be like five of us in a room. But that was, that was later really? on. Oh yeah, huh. yeah. Yeah. And it would be like embargoed and you couldn't talk about it, but they'd want us to see it for when. And write about it. Write about it or just get the excitement and get, you know, people talking about it. Ah, um, but yeah, I mean, literally, I mean, I to this day I get uh, especially now because there's so much content, you know, things are thrown at me. But there's definitely like a machine in place for certain projects where it's like, okay, we're really right. emphasizing this, and then you know there are people who will say something's the best thing, and I watch it like literally the other day. Someone's pitching an actor for me to interview about a certain show. I'm not going to say it, and I watched the show, and I was like. Uh, and, I, and I was honest. I said, listen, there's no heat on this show. No one's talking about it. Can we wait till your client's next project? Because mm. I don't think it's going to do your client any good for me to talk to them about a project and no one's doing it. Anyway, mm. that's, mm -hmm. it. that's how the mm -hmm. sausage is made. Yeah. Interesting. So interesting. Wild. Because uh, we now, had, obviously, we were not privy to all those secret screenings. We did not know any of that was going on. Well, you know, what, what, what was amazing was that you know, as you know, there there were certain moments in the show that became news stories before they were even moments. The biggest, you know, one of the biggest ones, 
and it's just so weird to think about it because it was just a different time was, you know, will, you know, Darren and Chris, Kurt and Blaine kiss. Mm -hmm. And there were literally, I had interviews after interviews and no one was allowed to say if they kiss and they would tease it. And I did all these headlines like blah, 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 teases, you know, their kiss. And it was right about the same time where it was Eric Stone Street and Jesse Tyler Ferguson going to kiss on um, Modern Family. Right. You know, now it's just a, you know, that's still a story when actors of the same sex do kiss. It depends on the project, obviously. But that was such like a, such a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is just, you know, I, you know, the, I have so many thoughts about it. Like it, it was in many ways also promoting homo, uh, not anti, it wasn't anti-gay, but it was like, we were making it so taboo. And I said, we, the mm -hmm. media and, and the show for that matter, we were making it mm -hmm. so taboo of two guys to kiss. Was it really that positive doing all those right. stories? Like sense. which yeah. aspect was it feeding? Is it feeding right. into the right heteronormative society we're trying yes. to combat sort of thing? Or, <laughs> or like, oh, you should tune in because two guys are going to kiss. Right. Fox. Right. On, well, that was the whole, that was also like I used to talk about that all the time. Like this is fuck. I'm confused. <laughs> right. Because right. Fox News and fuck, you know. But then you have American Horror Story and you have all these yeah. other things. That it's very different. It's 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 very different. But was owned by the same person, so is. <laughs> but it made money. You guys made money from right. Fox. You know, there was a time when we all we were in New York doing press, and we all had to go to Fox News for an interview. Jenna, you remember this? I remember this. And Corey and I, Corey was very vocal about it, but Corey and I were not, nobody was happy about it. No. Yeah. Wow. But I was worried Corey was going to say some stuff. stuff. Um, yeah. yeah that he, and we were, I remember that, I think I was sitting next to him or near him because we were both sort of like, if you go down, I'm going to go down with you sort of thing. Because that was wow. weird. And, you know, in the back of the your mind, you're like, well, Uncle, you know, Evil Rupert is paying the bills actually right. even though fox network was very 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 different from right. fox news but how do you how do you but separate because in the end who's the same person dad different the kids money? right right, right. <laughs> mm -hmm. so tell me about um i love that i think it's so interesting talking about the like because you're on the other side of it like you're it's kind of like you're in the driver's seat a little bit but then it's it's turned because you're also answering to people it's so it's so fascinating to me but um getting back to glee i'm interested to hear about your from your side of it um seeing the show blow up seeing the show explode the way it did i mean you guys were the beatles <laughs> you were the Beatles, you know, and what happened, what eventually happened oh, yeah. too is you were in that moment in time, mm. you know, you know, remember those red cards. Yeah, there was, I remember the first sort of public -y event I went to, I don't, again, I don't think you premiered yet, was at Santa Monica High School. Yeah, that's right. We hadn't. You hadn't, but there were fans there. Yeah. Now, okay, maybe there were. I think the pilot had aired. Because our pilot aired in 2008. Yeah, right. That's yes. right, right. Yes. And That's then the rest of the series was in September. Right. 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 So I remember going to Santa Monica High School for it and, you know, yes. hearing the stories. Leah had glass in her hair during the audition, but she got into a car accident. 
That's right. Um, yeah. Was, I'm trying to remember all the other. Corey drove down yeah. from Vancouver River, for his yes. audition. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. um, definitely. So I remember it blowing up before it even started to blow up because you had only, like you said, you only the pilot. And I will say this, and I don't, you know, I don't think I've ever even talked about this with any of you. My career blew up because of Glee. Huh. Because my on-camera life started because of Glee. Huh. No way. Because what happened was um, Corey and Leah were dating. And they had never... Now, remember, I worked at E. I didn't work at Variety. So mm-hmm. we talked about personal lives. Right. They're dating. They never confirmed it. For some reason, and I don't know why, a producer at E said, Mark, could you go be the correspondent? at the Chrysalis Ball. It's this fundraising ball. Yeah. Corey and Leah were going. And I said, I'm going to get them to confirm their data. Watch. Get there. First of all, our crew guy forgot our microphone, so I had to use one of those big fuzzy things sticking out of my crotch and right there. Like, I was like, are you serious? This is my first thing. And it's that big, what is it, a woofer or whatever? Yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Woofer or something. So I'm like, oh, and Leah comes on the carpet. And as we know, Leah was a little more media trained and a little more savvy than Corey was. And I said to Leah, I said, who's your date for tonight? And she basically winked at me. She knew what I was trying to do. She's like, I'm here with my girlfriend. I'm like, she walks off. Corey comes. Sweet, sweet, innocent Canadian Corey. Sweet Corey. Sweet, innocent Corey. And I was like, so Corey, is this a date night for you and Leah? He goes, yeah, it is. And I was like, we did it. Wow. Wow. That was my first red carpet as a correspondent. You know, I've done TV before, but as a red carpet correspondent. And it you never looked trap. back. Don't you call never, it a trap. You never looked question. back. It was a question. <laughs> I, yeah, it was just an innocent it was question. A, it was a good question. It was a very it good was, question. It was a, it was a very e question, and that's that's how my on camera correspondent work um, started because of Leah and Corey. I had no idea. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, first day, my first carpet, dude. I mean, I should Google it. It was, you know, <laughs> it's like that. That news then was. Oh my gosh, that's it. Yeah, there that went. was it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high-quality items priced within reach. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. We love that. Okay, so Quince sent me a lovely fisherman sweater. It's 100% cotton, and it looks real expensive, but it wasn't. I went back and I bought three more in different colors, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash really for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash really to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash really. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Because, like, from the moment you watched the pilot and you felt so passionate about it and being able to see the show grow and then also resonate with people, because I imagine this happens sometimes, too. You see something, you really like it, and then for whatever reasons, it doesn't keep going. There's not the amount of success you hope it would have. This one had that success. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're all here because of it. And... What was that feeling like for you? I mean, because you saw us as just wide-eyed newbies on the red carpet from and on set from the very, very beginning to seeing the red carpets grow, to seeing the fan response grow in real life, and then also having the show that personally meant something to you yeah, be received it, the way it was. It, it, it was, you know... You know, Glee is one of those examples that I use when I'm mentoring people saying, you know, if you're passionate about something, get on board early, mm-hmm. you know, and I use Glee as an example. I said, you know, and it, listen, I never went around to people saying, I'm friends with the Glee cast. I'm friends with Ted. I'm friends with you. We were friendly. It's a business transaction. You need something. I need something. But as a journalist, I was an early supporter of it. To mm-hmm. see it, because let me tell you, there are other, I'm trying to think of the, the other product where I like got really crazy about it and people are like, Mark, you're nuts. And it never went anywhere. And um, <laughs> there's probably plenty of that. Um, so to see it grow and to see it resonate, you know, and really 
you know, we didn't call ourselves queer at that time, but mm -hmm. with other, you know, gay people, like it, as a gay man of a certain age, the Lee was not something that I could literally ever have imagined. Mm. Could not have imagined. What's amazing is since then, I've said that about many things, and it's usually Ryan Murphy related. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, right. Pose. Right. What? Right. How does yeah. that, you know, game changer. So, right. game changer. And I don't know if you realize in the moment it's a game changer. You know, it's different. You know, it's resonating. But you know, could a pose come if a Glee hadn't? Mm. Right, right. You know, um, could, you know, so I remember being in it with you guys. Totally. Um, God, there's so many, oh God, so literally I was writing down all these, I literally have notes here. Santa Monica I mean, feel, share, because you were, like, when you say, you wouldn't say you're friends with us, but you were friendly, but you were the, like, talking to journalists was a very new thing, and mm -hmm. making sure we didn't say the wrong things was hard I, to figure out, but, like, you were always, if you were on the red carpet, we always went to you. Because well, you I were there from I, the very beginning. Yeah. We, you I were remember, safe and friendly. I remember. Uh-oh. <laughs> the, fir the first time I think I saw you guys like out of work, the two of you, you came up to me. It was like an H&M party. It was some clothing brand. This is what I remember in my, I could see it in my head. I feel like Jenna was maybe wearing a hat or maybe Kevin was wearing a hat. I can't remember. Someone was wearing a hat. And I literally I remember like on my shoulder and I was like, hey. I'm like, hi. And I didn't recognize you guys. Because it was out of I was right. like, oh, that's the guy in a wheelchair. Like I'm trying to remember when I found out that you were actually weren't in a wheelchair. Obviously, <laughs> and I remember right. chatting with you. It was it was a it was some kind of like clothing who knows what kind of party it was. Some yeah. event, um, some crazy event. And then, you know, seeing you guys just, you know, the other thing that I remember very clearly is it was for the concert film. Was it the concert film? Oh, yeah. The premiere. Yeah. It was uh, insane. Banana. Banana. Yeah, it, was it was crazy. Bananas. I remember yeah. a lot of blue and gold. And yeah, yes. that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, these little things come up. That carnival um, was huge. We didn't, almost yes. didn't even make it in for the movie. I remember yeah. it being so massive. And like, you're like, is this the Golden Globes? <laughs> Where <laughs> are right. we? No, it was, you know, the Golden Globes. The Glee Globes. And I completely, for how I forgot about this, because I've told this story, but um, it came back to me while I was doing some research, was I had Matthew Morrison's first interview after the finale, the final, final, like yep. an hour after <gasps> Harvey Weinstein. Oh. What? So here's the story. Harvey Weinstein was producing uh, Neverland. Yes. Finding Neverland on Broadway. Finding, Finding Neverland on Broadway. So Harvey Weinstein really wanted Finding Neverland to be mentioned during Live from E on the red carpet of the Oscars. He was he wanted Juliana Rancic to mention 
finding Neverland. He had gone to one of our producers at E. She didn't come through. So then Harvey's people are calling me going, what could you do? And I'm like, I called the producer at E. I'm like, it's Harvey Weinstein. If he calls, you gotta, you know, this is another mm-hmm. time period, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You, gotta, you gotta come sure. through. So we were like, Harvey, if you want something, we, Juliana Rancid can't just mention it out of nowhere. Like, give us some context. <laughs> so the night before the Oscars, the Weinstein Company has their has a party. Matthew was going straight from the finale shoot mm-hmm. to the party to sing from Finding Neverland. Oh. Wow. So I was like, okay, if that's the case, what I want is an interview with Matthew Morrison. Mm-hmm. Harvey sure. arranged a whole set for me up at because it was at the the montage, whatever mm-hmm. it's called now, whatever it yeah. So I'm in a severed room. They set up the ca- two camera shoot, audio, blah, blah, blah. Because I was like, we not only have to shoot it, we need it edited now because the Oscars are the next day. Yeah. Wow. So Harvey made Matthew leave. Like he couldn't hang around with you guys after you shot the finale because he was like, you've got to be at my party to perform and do this interview with the news. That's why Matt wasn't there. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because we wow. all, after the, when we finished shooting, we all like had a moment together, like in the auditorium. We, were doing we all, sat and on Matt, the stage. Yeah. And- and what's Matt wow. out there? No, Matt wasn't, wasn't there. there. That's no, right. He was there to go sing for friggin' Harvey Weinstein. Wow. And do wow. it with Matt. And I felt bad. I was like, I don't think you really want to be See, you were like intertwined See, through and through with the show <laughs> forever. But it must have made it more enjoyable to do, to cover our show so much because you were a fan, right? Like, yeah, did it make I mean, your that- job a little bit better. <laughs> Not yeah, that your I'm job tr- was bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, you know, listen, when Corey passed, that's where it got a little sticky. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we're covering something that was not happy news. So I have to put my journalist tap on. And I always, when I come at it, yes, I'm a fan, but you guys know me. Um, I want to break news. Yeah. So I don't want to hear you saying, you love Glee. I want yeah. news. I want a headline. Right. Um, so I'm trying to remember if there was ever a time where like I did end up butting heads um, with, you know, probably more like publicists than obviously you, sure. um, you know, but the Corey situation was, you know, that was a tough one, you know, and I will, you know, I remember the day I remember. Mm-hmm being in bed and my husband, my then husband at the time, uh, turning to me and said, Corey, and he couldn't pronounce his last name. He's Corey Maz, the guy from Glee. I was like, what? Like, and you know, Corey, as you know, was so special. And, you know, I remember the first time I interviewed Corey and he was using the language of recovery. Mm. And I was, I was in my recovery. Mm-hmm. I was I was struggling with my recovery. Mm. And I remember the two, and we never talked about his sobriety. Mm-hmm. But we, there's a language. Yeah, yeah. And you hear yeah. someone talking, and he talked it, and I remember just bonding with him, you know, mm-hmm. in that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, 
it was uh, that was a tough cover story to cover, but you know we had sure. to. You know, yeah. and, sure. Yeah, sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but um, no, no, no. Yeah, was, that makes sense. That makes total guy. sense. Yeah, that is. But, it, it, but it is, it, you know, it it's fun for sure seeing a show blow up that you um, get. That you first got excited about. I mean, that's just, you know, it's, uh, I'll give you sort of a comparison in a way was um, Jessica Chastain. I didn't know who she was, not that she had anything to do with Glee, but in the same vein, I remember being introduced to her. She was getting like the new artist, the new newcomer award at L Women in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She just shot The Help mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Tree of Life yep. uh, with our pay. Right. Right. No one knew who she was at that point. And we bonded right away. So I've been a support, you know, and it's, yeah. I've had this great relationship with her. I never asked her if she wanted to be on Glee, but we've had this great <laughs> relationship. I did get her to do her singing debut, though. Really? Oh, it my was gosh. A, it was a Critics' Choice Awards, and it was my birthday. And she sang Happy Birthday oh. to me. So now we have this ongoing thing where, like, every time we talk, one of us ends up singing. <laughs> But you know, you, I think it's a testament to the type of person you are that it's not just us or Jessica Chastain. There's Brendan Fraser. There's lots of people who you have. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Really great relationships with because. Have fun. Yes. You're fun. You're nice. Obviously you are a journalist. You're trying to get the headlines. You're trying to get the story, but you always do it. I think from a place of compassion where, you know, when you're talking to people on a red carpet, those who are like glazed over, <laughs> and those who really care. <laughs> 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 Definitely. And, like, you've Definitely. always cared and you've always, I think that's also why, like, look at where you are now. Like right. you have this gigantic job and you're everywhere <laughs> with all the people all the time. Yeah. And it's because like, you know, when good things happen to good people, it's nice to see right. that. But, you, you know, it was, it, it was, you know, in terms of like other, like, you know, sort of like where it got not sticky, but it was like, I remember with Chris Colfer, you know, coming out of a closet, mm-hmm. you know, and that was, that mm. was a thing. And I remember, you know, yeah. we would discuss it. I'm like, does he even know he's gay? He's so young. And Kevin, right. I'm trying to remember, I think, when I found out you were gay, I think it was one of those like, really? <laughs> it may have been. It's hard to believe that now. Well, it's one of those <laughs> things where, do you know, like, I also might have, it was something that, like, I don't even think I was consciously doing of when I was around other gay guys, you, like, overcompensate. So, oh, you know, sure. you know, yes. like, yeah. And so I'm wondering if I did that with you as much as I was always so excited to see you. I wonder if I was also like overcompensating in some like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe. Not that far, but, uh. No, not, never, never that far. Never that far. <laughs> How was that with Chris? Because when we had Chris on here, there, you know, there was this, there was a, like you say, sticky, a really sticky time when um, we didn't, when we first met him, we didn't know um, whether he knew either about yeah, himself like right. wh- what he was feeling and and when that did come out where he sort of orchestrated the thing with chelsea handler so he could sort of take the reins of the story himself yeah, yeah. what yeah did you notice like a marked difference be- like with you or like being able to interview him or you know? I, w- I will say it about every closeted 
um, celebrity. This is how they are when they're clouded a bit. When they come out, they're like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm. Now, my big example of that is Kristen Stewart. Mm. And I, you know, I had a very similar relationship with her, like Glee, because of Twilight. So, like right. Twilight was another one of mine. But you know, she—they don't look you in the eye. They—they they, mm. like you know, I'm talking about like some foreigners or something. But like, it's the the you know, and me being me, I'm mm-hmm. gay as a two dollar bill, you know. <laughs> um, uh, so I was always out, and I know for closeted celebrities and people have told me that they'd be scared to talk to me mm. one because if i found out two right. if they let something slip mm-hmm. right. because i'll call people girl i'll call straight guys girl yeah you know, right. Like, right i'm a girl um, I'm a girl. um <laughs> but so yeah so chris you know is part where but also Chris, and same thing with Chris, so young. So I, yeah. you know, when Glee started, did he know who he was? He was 18. Like, how, who knows yeah. who they are? Yeah. Right. No. No one, you know, when I was 18, I mean, I came out when I was 18, but I was in college. I wasn't on this humongous, right. huge right. Right. show trying to figure it out. And I remember having conversations, probably, you know, whether it was with his personal rep or reps at Fox. And I remember being told, like, I don't think he, like, we haven't talked to him about it. You don't, you don't say to someone who, if they're not sure about their sexuality, like, are you sure about your sexuality yet? Right. Like, right. Because no one, you know, he wasn't, yeah. So, um, but there's definitely, the, the guard is down. As soon as you're out, the guard is down. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, you moderated the Paley Fest with us. Yeah, Paley Fest. That was a biggie. Because mm. it was. There was 36 people. <laughs> yeah, how do you prepare for a Paley Fest with 36 people on a panel? Like, what do you choose to ask? Who do you choose to You know, how do you do that? No. Listen, Paley Fest is for the fans. Right. Um, so it's not, you know, we're not doing deep dives. And especially so when, when it's a lot of people on a panel, you have a question. You have to direct it to a person because if you just open up like, hey, who wants to answer this? Yeah. Time, half You're hour never is gonna gone. Go anywhere. A half hour is gone. Yeah. <laughs> and also everyone's sorry on top of each other. It's right. like, oh. So you gotta be like, Corey, tell me about this. And obviously I never got to Jenna tell me about this. So <laughs> I'm obviously still hurting about that. Ah. Um, <laughs> I remember it was now's your time. Now you can ask her anything you That's want. That's great. Yeah, ask me anything. <laughs> That's crazy. Um so, yeah, and it's, you know, that Paley Fest has been circulating recently. Um, kind of forgot about it. And people are like, oh, I saw you. You interviewed them. Blah, 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 Interesting. Blah, blah. Yeah. Huh. That's so funny. Interesting. How, how is this? You started sort of a relationship, too, with like, maybe it's because you're a fan of like Ryan Murphy shows. But I feel like Ryan was always really apt to give you sort of like the, like, to be a part of this. Like, come join yeah. us. And I, you know, I think that again, I think that was just like, Hey, I'm, you know, supporting this from day one. Um, you know, is it a loyalty thing? But like I said, I don't pretend I'm friendly with Ryan Murphy. Yeah. I don't call him. I don't have his email, nothing like that. Um, you know, and listen, if you are, if you're a producer, if you're a content creator, 
you're going to gravitate towards people who are excited about, right. you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's for me, that meant, you know, I got exclusive. That meant I got time to talk to Ryan when other people didn't, um, uh, talk to the cast when other people didn't, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, it's, uh, God, wow. It's, it feels like it was yesterday, but it, it right. certainly was, it certainly wasn't. Certainly it wasn't. It, wasn't it was definitely not. But I feel the same but way. But we feel you. We yeah. feel you. Like Matthew Morrison's Halloween parties. Oh my god! <laughs> was there a carpet for those, or did you just go? No, Matthew would always give me the exclusive. Hilarious! He I love always that. Have, always have, so it's like the one time, like there are videos out there of me dressed as. A green witch interviewing Matthew Morrison. Me dressed <laughs> the first year. I don't think we did an interview, but the first year I went, it was my first Halloween with my then future husband. Um, we went as clowns. <laughs> we went as clowns. And, so my good. and the best was like, and I'm like, I'm a Halloween person. I love the dress up of it all. So we went as clowns. I had a mini Cooper at the time, which is. Drive down Perfect. to Sunset Boulevard, dress as a clown in a Mini Cooper. Amazing. Perfect. It was amazing. Um, wow. <laughs> and I remember, God, being a clown. And the best is like, you go up, you know, and I like a Halloween customer, like, you don't know who it is. Like, right. you know, if you can tell it's Mark, then it doesn't work. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, the Matthew Morrison Halloween parties. Oh my gosh. Wild. Those Were are you crazy. there? Were you there on the last day of set? Did we have. Did we have press there, like for that for l- the literal like circus that they threw us? <laughs> no, no. Okay, no. I don't think there was. Okay, no. Because they, the they literally I mean, threw uh, us the circus for the circus. If anyone was going to be there, it would have been Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was no, like, I, think, I remember. No, because I think I was setting up my shoe with Matthew Morris. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Do you have any other like favorite? Because you said you were sort of like doing your research and looking back. What else comes to mind when you think about that crazy, crazy era, if you will. <laughs> I remember the first episode watching Dot Marie Jones. Ooh. And I remember going to, I was, again, I was still at E. I mean, I was at E for the whole time of the show, and I remember saying, we, we need to get her in the office. I need to do an interview with her. Mm. I mm. need to do an interview with Dot Marie. I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Dot Marie Jones. And I did one of her first interviews. I was like, come in the office. We're going to chat. What an angel. What an angel. Great taste. Great taste. Oh, she was, she was so you wonderful. And just, angel. she was just someone different. And, um, yep. Yep. What a joy to work, work with. A ray of uh, sunshine. Just, just sweet. And Jane Lynch was always so awesome to see someone like Jane Lynch. She was older and getting these flowers. Um, was yep. amazing. Um, who? Oh my God, Darren Chris to this day, I still see him and I light up. Um, yeah. Chris Colfer, I just, where did I just, I just shot some video of Chris Colfer actually, and I got to put <laughs> He was at the Fatal Attraction premiere the other night. I got to remember. Oh, that's that right. I saw that they were there. I saw I have to post that video or if I see <laughs> Kevin in a crowd and whatever premiere, what was premiere we were at recently? Oh, we were at. Um, Apple Plus. Shrinking, shrinking. 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 And I saw him talking yeah. to Harrison Ford and I was behind him like a proud parent <laughs> taking pictures of him interviewing <laughs> Harrison Ford. And I was like, oh my God, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so I skipped the carpet, but I was like, let me just take pictures of him on the carpet. I mean, celebrities <laughs> I, I bring you snacks on the carpet now. You literally get snacks from people, from Listen, celebrities. My four, Oscar my winners. Four, my four right. bags, my four bags of gummy Bears from Brendan Fraser are right there in the living room. Brendan's like, you're going to eat them, right? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I, these are collectibles now. Yeah. I'm going to put them in a frame like Planet Hollywood. <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember like it was such like, it was such moments of, oh my God, Brendan Patrick's going to do the show. Ricky Martin's going to do the show. Blah, blah, right. blah. And those were like, we couldn't, like the, the people that Ryan was Getting. Yeah. 
or we like the catalogs like, of music that we were being offered. You're like, who? who Paul yes. Are you joking? Right. And it was like, you know, what people don't realize, you know, obviously stories have eventually been done about is like, you can't just do a song. Right. You've got to right. buy those songs. You've got to, you know, right. you've got to negotiate for those songs. Um, and just, you know, but the fact that Don't Stop Believing still, I mean, it's one of the first songs you did. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the song that I'll always associate with the show. Mm-hmm. Us too. <laughs> yeah. What is the feeling Glee leaves you with, like, to this day? It was such a moment in time. I remember being excited. I, it brings back, it's definitely this moment of joy. But as someone in recovery, I can't help but think of Corey. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we know the show has, you know, had some, you know, tragedy. Um, but when, I think of Corey because I think of our interactions, you know, and, you know, I'm not in no way trying to equate my interactions with him, the kind of interactions you had with him. But I think of what life ahead was that Mm. could have been. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of the disease of addiction. Yeah. You know, and, um, but what his death did in terms of educating people. Right. You know, and showing, you know, this was someone who everyone knew. And I say knew, you know, we're on a podcast, and so I'm doing air quotes. Um, so I can't help but think of that. But I mm-hmm. also can't help but think of like, oh, all the times I would like try to get out of you, like, you know, what's next? What's happening next season? What's happening on the next episode? Is there going to be a Glee Broadway show? Is there going to be a Glee this? What are you going to adapt Glee for next? What, you know, it was just, um, it was never ending. And right. It, you know, I know we keep saying this, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who said this to you a gazillion times. It was just something, you know, it was for us theater kids, you know. Um, you know, and I was not a theater kid when I was watching Glee. I was a little older. Um, <laughs> but knowing that there were queer, you know, and we're using, again, it's, it feels weird to say there were queer kids watching Glee because at the time we didn't even use the word queer, yeah. you know, but there were, you know, LGBT kids watching Glee who were the same age, well, the same age as your characters. Right. Um, <laughs> Who were feel who felt seen, but mm-hmm. me, you know, and I was again of a certain age. I was feeling seen where I hadn't felt seen before. Mm-hmm. So to be able to bring to cover that and then bring that more even to these kids was just amazing. Was an amazing thing. But like we said at the beginning of this, you know, it, it, the whole gay thing is an interesting thing because. It was treated as it was so special, but does that play into the taboo of it and not the so-called normality of it? Right. Um, And I know, you know, the 
the answer to that is like, can't wait for a day when we don't have to ask like, what was it like doing the gay kiss? It was just like, what was it like kissing, you know, insert actor's name. Yeah. Right. Um, but I also know how important representation and visibility is for a kid out there. So, you know, and I think I probably said that to you guys all the time, like you're saving lives. You're saving lives with the show because of, you know, not just gay, you know, someone in a wheelchair, Asian, black, Latino, um, you know, people were being seen that had never been seen before in such a mainstream, I mean, you were mainstream, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Yeah, 8 p.m. on Fox. 8 p.m. on Fox. And, you know, the, yeah, I mean, now I'm going to put my journalist cap on for you guys. And it's even, and you even remember the moment where you knew it was turning. Where it's like, oh shit, this is huge. Um, there's sort of, and we've said, I think, like Jen and I have talked about this, but there were sort of two moments, but I don't think this first one when we went to Australia. And the pilot had aired here and in Australia. But when we went to Australia, there were a th- we went to two malls and there were over a thousand people at each spot. And we we're like, that's crazy and weird and makes no sense. It was like, like it was like chaos and we were mobbed yeah. and it was a lot. And I think it was the first time we were like, oh, our lives are not going to be the same we didn't and, necessarily know they're like this is crazy isn't it this is amazing and then we right. went back to shooting we came back to the u.s and the show's doing well and you're hearing about it your friends and your family and i don't know if it was until like we went on tour we had to leave la yes once we left la even if it was to go back to our families over the holidays or things like that when we were amongst <laughs> other people right that were not so jaded as you know hollywood people we're used to seeing stars all the time, right? You stars. can, you could feel it. Yeah. No matter where we went, the and there's a difference between when people are starstruck and then when people feel they have some sort of, for lack of a better word, ownership or connection mm-hmm. or friendship with you because they've yeah. seen you. And we weren't playing these unattainable characters; we were playing relatable characters. Yeah. And it's, and Chris got the, brunt I think the yeah. yeah the brunt of it, yeah. Yeah. but people were very emotionally and physically attached to us mm-hmm. and yeah. we could we experienced that firsthand i think and yeah i would say towards the end of first season when we could go out on tour and right. meet people and see reactions and that was would you would you now i'm turning the tables the two, <laughs> the two of you like the two of you would you like let's say whatever wherever you're going on tour right you're backstage you're waiting to go on you're hearing the would you look at each other and be like, what the? Um, no. Um, <laughs> or would you be like, oh, this makes sense? <laughs> no, no. I, it's a little bit of both. Like before we went on stage, we'd all joke with each other and we'd be in each other's ears because we could all hear right. each other. And I think it was like almost a coping mechanism to like mm. to to bond with the people and to feel like you're going through this with somebody without saying it. Like we would, we would just act like normal kids, right? We're acting like stupid, goofy goofballs and be saying like, you know, perverted 
girl and boy parts, you know, something stupid like that. Right. It was almost a coping mechanism to be like, we're still normal. We're still, right. this is still me, right? When people are screaming at you and they're screaming Jenna and they're screaming Tina and you have this like, you know, mixed personality, like, and then you go out after the tour and there would be gates and you'd run and all the fans would be waiting and they'd be like at the gates and you're like, we have to go say hi. You can't just ignore that. Right. And then security guards would be like, you cannot say hi. We'd go say hi anyway. And there was one time where a bunch of kids were like, Tina, Tina, please sign my program. And you'd have to try and sign it through the gate because you have to get your arms through. And of course, you just want to make these kids so happy. And, you know, they'd scream. And um, one fan was like, her name is Jenna. <laughs> and yelled at another one. And I was like, don't fight. <laughs> let's, not, let's not fight. But that's like the attachment and like the the thing of like, we know you and we, we're going to protect mm-hmm. you and we're going to take care of you. Like, that's the feeling that I was like, oh, wow, they like really care. And that to me was like these moments of like trying to go through a hotel and like get through with security. And you're like, I'm still a person with you know, free agency to move around, right? right? You're like trying to find that freedom and that independence that you have. But then on the other side of it, feeling like, oh my God, this is the craziest and coolest thing ever. And like, I don't know that I, in hindsight, right? You're like, that doesn't last forever. Like I can walk down the street now. Great, cool. (laughs) You know, but there's something about it that you're like, wow, this is, this is, this is crazy. Is this real life? Kevin, were you? Yeah, I'm turning this on my turning the tables, and I know That's I didn't talk about this, but you know, one thing to tell your listeners, you know, what Kevin was really amazing was when Kevin came out publicly. Mm. <laughs> like you must have, you must have done it in a social media post, I think, right? I, uh, I like, and, uh, yeah, as Twitter, yeah, right. And I sent him, and we hadn't spoken. Mm-hmm. We hadn't seen each other in a while, and I was—I had left E, and I was trying to like launch this. It's so weird to think about a Facebook Live show mm-hmm. in my living room on my couch. And I remember sending you a message, probably on Twitter, or yeah, because I don't know even no Instagram was around. Sending you a message going, "Hey, I saw what you did. Would you come on this show? That is not even a show now. <laughs> talk about it." And Kevin drove to my house at the time in Sherman Oaks all by himself, came up my driveway, got on my orange couch. Yeah. And, you know, the story took off. I mean, it was like, it was the first time Kevin, I'm talking about you like you're not here. I'm just talking to Jeff. (laughs) Um, That Kevin talked in depth about his his journey. Right. Um, So my question for you is when all of that was happening, were you scared that someone was going to scream out, you're gay. I know you're gay. You're, that you're going to be outed. That that something. How how much hmm. that sort of weigh on you? There were a couple of times. Yes, um, Naya was really. She didn't understand why I wasn't being public because she mm-hmm. was like, "Someone's going to say something." She's like, you're messy. She's like, somebody's going to say something. <laughs> like, why don't you want to get ahead of it like that? And I'm like. She was much more media savvy than I was. And I was like, who cares? No one cares about me. Like, I'm not that messy. I was in a long-term relationship, even though he was in Brazil, like as we talked about, you know, for a billion years. And I wasn't really concerned. I wasn't thinking outside of myself, really. Obviously, to an extent, I was because I wasn't being open. 
Right. But I right. wasn't necessarily calculating how this was going to turn out. And to an extent, I think I was right because no one really did notice or care because it's like there's a difference between I wasn't um, Kurt or Blaine. You know, right. I wasn't playing a character that was drawing that much attention in that way. Right. And so I could sort of just coast and I was enjoying not having that attention mm-hmm. because I saw how hard that was for Chris. And right. it was sort of like, I'm doing this the easy, cowardly way, and I may be okay mm. with that for now. <laughs> and and I think I'm also, like, it was sort of old school where, like, well, you can't come out and then still work. Right. You know, like, that was just, that was so ingrained in me that I didn't even think that was a problem. Totally. I was like, oh, you know, that's just... So I, th- there were absolutely times where I was concerned that someone was going to say something for sure <laughs> but did you have did you have conversations with ryan about it i did um there was a time our first i think it was our first upfronts in new york and we all went out and it was like a, a success and we all was, was it the end of the first season towards yeah or the middle of the first season i think and we got we were a little under the influence and I just sort of came clean to everyone, all the higher ups because Jenna knew Amber knew Chris knew, you know, Mm -hmm. like my people knew Mm -hmm. and Ryan and the Dante's and Brad and all of them were were like the scary bosses. I was like, well, here you got another homo in the cast. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's a lot of us and they're like, Oh, okay. And obviously did not bat an eye. I don't think they were shocked. 1%. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they never really Dante who was one of the executive producers he he was definitely more on the Naya train of like just say it just do it like why are you living the secret double life and I didn't think about it in that way but he was also the one to start opening up the floor to being like well you know it's like a tale as old as time in the gay world like you're fetishizing the secrecy and all that and I was like what and so Mm -hmm. I (laughs) did not understand any of that at the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm. yeah there was pe- people you know naya and amber and chris and jenna were all sort of looking out for me so i you know i i didn't looking back like i think what i said to you as well mark is like sure i definitely absolutely should have wish i did yeah <laughs> oh, and, and by the way but, I'm not putting, i don't want you to say no that not at all but um, also to that time when you when you reached out to me about that, I remember texting my publicist being like, I'm doing this. <laughs> like, I wasn't, <laughs> like, should I do this? Like, it's Mark. Yeah. And I never thought again with not planning things because I didn't plan like the tweet of making it some sort of <laughs> s- setting up some interview. Or, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, if there's anybody I would ever like talk to about this, it would be Mark. And, yeah. and, to, and to this day, every time there's a story that has something to do with the gay celebs, Kevin McHale comes up. It's always like first call Mark Malkin and a Facebook Live interview. Yeah, yeah. but weren't there? Weren't there? I'm if I'm remembering correctly, were there paparazzi shots of the two of you, and then people were thinking you were dating? Yes, at the yeah. beach. You were at the beach. Yes. We yeah, were. we were Am definitely right? in con- yeah. we were in control of that. Yeah, we we did that on purpose. Because we just we didn't, didn't think it would get to the U.S. No. We were in Monaco mm. at the time, so we thought, whatever. How do I how do I remember beach paparazzi photo? That is good because it's the most famous we've ever been. Yeah, we peaked. <laughs> it, it was everywhere. I it was <laughs> truly. It was very strange. 
And I'm trying to remember the news all the time, and we were like, great. (laughs) Cool. And I'm trying to remember if when I saw those shots, whether I was like, girl, (laughs) or I just, or I didn't know. Right. I mean, I may not have, I've honestly, like I said, um, I may not have known, but I remember those beach shots. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow, that's a good memory. That is a good memory. Jenna, Um, we got to go back to Monaco. (laughs) Gladly. Anytime. Call it. Reignite our love. Call me. Uh, (laughs) Jenna, cheating on husband. (laughs) Kevin McHale. My husband husband cheating on Jenna. My husband would be like, yeah, for sure. He'd be with Austin. He and Austin are are significant others are obsessed with each other. So it'd be fine. Works out. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, Mark, it's been amazing to have you here. Thanks for to taking the time, and we really, really appreciate it. And how we may need to have you back because we could just yeah, keep going. It's part two. I, I, ha- I do. I have to do some more Google searching and really sort of go down that rabbit hole. Let of... us know when you're ready. We'll have you on yeah. back on anytime. <laughs> anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Um, no, seriously, thanks for for being so nice to us and um that you were talking about being feeling seen and you know, we've you know, there's a lot of journalists we've met and a lot of red carpets we've done and we just you also made us feel seen like humans and not just robots giving mm-hmm. you headlines. So we really appreciate that. And the one thing I haven't mentioned that's still freaking me out and I know I'm gonna sound like your old uncle, <laughs> the baby carriage behind you, the stroller. <laughs> It's I know. Just, I still. I know. Last time I saw you, you were pregnant. Pregnant. That's right. I was very pregnant, and, and at that event, pregnant. I said, "This is the last thing I'm going to." That's right. That's <laughs> I right. said, "I'm done after." This. And she's never been seen again. <laughs> and, and now she's in a basement with a baby stroller. Um, in the dark. But, uh, yeah, but I'll never. You know. Oh, I know. In a way, you. Still a child. Like my kids, like <laughs> I know. There's a baby stroller. I'm like, what's that prop for? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty three, <laughs> always. Mark, thank always. you for being so kind to us then, and you so kind it. to us now. You're always so supportive of anything we have. Yeah, that we're doing you. outside of Glee um, to this day. So thank <laughs> you just so, so much. And congrats on your, your, you know, success. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, let, and let me know, make sure to break the news with me when there's going to be a Glee reboot or reunion <laughs> or Broadway musical adaptation. I first, expect first to, to know, exclusive. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Mark. <laughs> so thank good you to guys. see you. Bye. Mark. Bye. Kevin, you know, I feel really grateful that we um, have really good people around us and uh, good memories of this and in tandem with these people. Um, yeah. Sorry to be so vague. But <laughs> <laughs> he's no Mark is really a good human and we were very lucky to have him um, around during that time. And it makes a lot of sense too, you know, now hearing his sort of like personal connection to the show like when he first saw it and why he wanted to cover it and you know I think in part if it wasn't for someone like him who was so excited on that entertainment journalistic side of it um, who knows if the show would have been you know what it was uh, because he cared and he covered it that way and it showed and we were so thankful to get to see him so often thank you Mark for coming on the show it really means a lot to us we're going to obviously have to have him back because stories for days. That's right. And that's what you really missed. See you next time. Thanks for listening and follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.